0: Bung, bung, bet with Joel. Do you idiots want to make some money? <laughs> Sign up to bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R E F slash welcome to the potty. That's P O D D Y. Uh Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive five zero for 50% off your first week subscription. What do you get in your subscription? depends on what package you go with but regardless of the package joel's gonna send you all the research is done right so he's gonna send you what bet to take which bookmaker to take it at uh how many units of your bankroll to bet and why he thinks he has the edge on the bookmaker for that bet how much time are you saving versus how much money are you making on this small investment dude do you want to walk around looking like a bubble butt like me, dude. I don't even do squats. I have just got bank rolls in my back pockets, dude. Believe that. Sign up to bet with Joel today at betwithjoel.com/ref/welcome to the potty and to promo code potty exclusive fifty. Welcome to the potty is also brought to you by Phoenix Fitness. That's FNX Fitness. If you want to get fifteen percent off all your supplements, protein. Um, Uh, oh what else is there fish oil all that good shit all of that go to the link in the episode description or the link in the Instagram bio and and enter promo code WTTP for 15% off all orders if you want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast directly go to welcometothepotty.com slash store buy yourself a Welcome to the Potty unsourced butter soft t-shirt dude Bro, right, I usually I just wipe my t-shirt in a pan before I make French toast dude. That's how soft this t-shirt is. Buy one of those or buy a bag of bung bung beans. That's that. Welcome to the potty bung bung bean. It is smooth, it is rich, it is delicious, and it makes you super duper productive. If you want to get up in the morning and have a little extra pep in your step. Don't roll out of bed and look in your wallet to see if you've got a little extra of that dust in you, in your little baggie. Get something healthy, bung bung bean, for the the productive people out there. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the pod, welcome, baby. welcome. Welcome to the party, Bung Bung! It's your man Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the Captain, the, uh, the the Gavin Wanganine of podcasting, yes! Yes! Today, we have got Young Gun from the Port Adelaide Power, uh, Xavier Dersmer, the Ders. He's He's been kind enough to donate a bit of his time today to uh, speak remotely. We did this over FaceTime um, and uh, we just had a chat about footy and what, what life has been like as an AFL player on lockdown. Um, now, he's from the Port Adelaide Football Club, obviously, so he's from South Australia, but that does not change shit. An AFL player because they have so much contact with people from other states and etc etc. So uh we have Xavier on the show to um, to to tell us what life has been like in this AFL bubble. So stay tuned and enjoy. You are you able to see anyone at all? Nah, pretty much.
1: Pretty much just, uh, I can see teammates, um, and that's like only after we've had like COVID tests, so we can't see them like two hour, uh, two days prior and stuff like that.
0: Wow, how often are you getting tested?
1: Uh twice a week. Sometimes oh. th- I think we have done one. Uh, we have done three a week sometimes, but most of the time it's two.
0: And so when you're when you're traveling in between like practice and. Uh, I don't know, airports and all of that. Are you solo or how's, how's all that working? Are you still living, sorry, are you still
1: living with um, Rock? Yeah, yeah, i still living with Rock. So, so uh, the travel is like, it goes, we we get we go to Elberton or to Lockley's Hotel. Yeah. Um, and then from there we get on a bus and then the bus takes us straight to the airplane and we don't go through the airports or anything like that. So it just goes, bus straight to the tarmac and then get on the plane from there.
0: Yeah, right. And are you, uh, so you're you're not staying with Rock now. Then you're you're actually you're just staying in the hotel
1: when you're in Adelaide. No, no, I'm here back home, so we oh, okay. can we can stay at home and stuff. But we just can't have people over and that kind of stuff. So.
0: And what about Rock? Is he is he allowed to stay there?
1: Yeah, he can stay here. He just like there's not much they can do about like his kind of job and stuff. So it's more just about people can't come to the warehouse and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's just like te- teammates and stuff
0: can, but that's about it. Yeah, because like obviously it's a bit. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a um, bubble situation. It's not as hardcore as the the NBA, like being locked up in in one specific area. Yeah, um, like you know, our equivalent would be Dreamworld or something, I suppose. Yeah, but, somewhat. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, but that's what they've
0: got up there in Gold Coast. Yeah, um, what's What's it been like? The effect that coronavirus has had on the club, and then as players, uh, as individuals.
1: Yeah. So the so the first thing is like obviously there's a massive impact just across the whole industry, um, not just not just our club, but like obviously we've got stay in the obvious like we're we're playing in only in uh, interstate, so outside of Victoria. Um, and then obviously we have our very very rigorous protocols that we have to abide by um, and live by. So that's probably the state of the obvious stuff. But um, you know, it is it has changed our lives quite a bit. Like I obviously can't really do much at the minute myself. Like I'm pretty much going to training for um, you know for the for the um, for the morning and and some of the afternoon, and then I get home and that's about it for the day. You know, like it's pretty um, it's pretty. Um, would we'll just say, quite quite boring sometimes, but yeah. um, that's just how we do it. There's a, like You also have to take take a step back and look at it like we're still lucky to have our jobs and stuff. Um, there's people out there doing it much worse than us, but at the same time, for, for what we've, you know, in a state that's been pretty good at the minute at um, regulating and, and keeping coronavirus cases down, it's um, a little bit frustrating. You can see other people going out and living normally where we can't, but,
0: yeah, especially, especially in yeah, like you said, in South Australia, in and in, in the capital city of Adelaide. Like, I um, I don't know if you know, I'm doing like a bit of stand up comedy now, and yeah. like our gigs have just sort of started back up, and like I'm I'm out and having a drink and stuff. And you guys, obviously, it's a it's a huge organisation, whereas like the stand up comedy world's like this dark underground cess pit of like, <laughs> <laughs> degenerates. But you guys. <laughs> Like, yeah you guys have to sit back and sort of watch while while other people are going out and acting a fool while while you are uh, you guys are kind of stuck inside like i wanted to have you come in here so we could have a bit of fun but i think i think it might yeah, have exactly. worked out for the best really so we can do it maybe outside of the season um have a couple of frothies and kick back and talk some shit as well
1: we'll do we'll do that when the season's finished and uh when, when i'm allowed to that sounds very good to me
0: yeah and you're growing the locks out
1: I have, yeah. I'm growing it out. Uh, it's been—I've always had long hair as a kid, um, all throughout my junior years and everything like that. I've always had long hair, and the first time I cut it was um, at the end of year eleven and started year twelve, um, and I had it for that for two years. So, so year twelve and last year, yeah, was like kind of, kind of short, and then ever since that, it's just been—it's um, always been long. So I sort of thought, yeah, why not just go back to long?
0: And last year was your first year out of high school.
1: Yeah, last year was
0: the first year out of high school. Yep. Right, fucking hell. And you got so you got drafted with uh, 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 Zach Butters, yep, and, and Connor, Connor Rosie. Rosie and
1: Boyd Woodcock. Uh,
0: Boyd Woodcock. Yeah, and how, um, how's that um, dynamic been with you, you young fellas? Like, sort of having a, an impact so early. Is that something that you you were expecting when you came to the Port Adelaide Football Club, or was were any of you expecting to get the roles that you've sort of had to this point
1: um i think early days it's very hard to predict what's going to go on etc but um you know it was the first time the clubs had three draft picks in the top 20 yeah like they did um so there was some expectation there for us to play and play well um but i suppose not you know like not i mean not play but like play at some point throughout the year but not play almost every game like we did um but you know, like I suppose, there's always there's always going to be expectation, and people, you know, our port fans are very passionate, and they can always voice their opinions, etc. But um, you know, we just try and we just try to have a really good um, season, and you know, we were very lucky that the team was backed us, um, and gave us our chances, and always you know supported us through some tough times, um, and we were able to play some decent footy for the year. And how so?
0: In terms of what port fans. Um having their say is do you, do your DMS sort of go off a fair
1: bit after (laughs) games or? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. DMs and Instagram and and Facebook message requests can get get very interesting (laughs) sometimes after games, um, especially if you're losing or if you, or if you didn't play very well and, yeah, people can have some pretty interesting things to say and some pretty harsh things to say. Yeah, uh, especially if you if you get fourteen disposals and they had you for fifteen disposals.
0: Yeah, well, that was a question I, I posted on the um, on Instagram on the story today saying that you were going to be on the show and um, yeah. did anyone have any questions? I got almost exclusively <laughs> questions about uh the the bow and arrow. Yep. Um. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but uh uh Dan Gray sent in a message about what kind what kind of um DMs are you getting from the degenerate gambler um, that's that's got you for the over.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it does get very very interesting and pretty harsh sometimes. Just the other the other day, I no, what is two weeks ago I, I was I I was said Oh, someone told me that I should never play footy again. That I should go and die. Yeah, for not for his uh for not getting in my for not completing his multi or something like that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I it's the last thing that I think about. I think it's the stupidest message that you know ever could like I'm trying to play my best and yeah, you know, obviously I'm not going to get my get get the disposals and stuff everything, uh, all the time and stuff. But you know, like I think it's the last thing that I'd think about, and I think people need to realise that. You know that stuff. Especially, I mean, not for me particularly, but for some people, that can have a massive impact on their mental health. And like, just by saying something like that is pretty ridiculous. So I mean, you know, it's uh it's pretty frustrating. But I mean, I can't stop people from from saying that. But I just can know it. It does hurt people. Um, yeah. So do you guys do you yeah. guys
0: have a bit of fun with it, like in the in the locker room, or is it more sort of like um, a delicate subject because of the the mental health? Concerns um, surrounding that kind of yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think like when when that kind of topic does come up, I mean, most of most of the boys probably just laugh it off and say, "Oh, have a look." You know, if, if someone does find a pretty interesting or or out there message that, that gets sent into them, they they might they might read it out loud or something like that, and there might be a bit of laughter about it. And then you know, but like obviously, like everyone knows just how frustrating it is, and you know, everyone gets that kind of stuff, and it's like. You know, mate. Come on, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, writing something like that. But um, you know, again, we can't stop people from doing that kind of stuff. You can't really do that on any kind of social media. But yeah, it still it still gets frustrating sometimes.
0: Yeah, my I used to um, when I when I was playing basketball, I I used to not worry so much about that. But like, if we ever had a game that we didn't have your typical um, like vision for. And we had to watch like the TV broadcast. I would get my feelings hurt if the announcer said something bad about me. I'd yeah, be like, yeah. Fuck, man! I like, leave
1: him alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We're, we're lucky because usually the commentators aren't too bad, and they're not too scathing of uh, of players. But I mean, they were like, for the most part play, like they, they were high level football kind of players
0: for the AFL commentators. Whereas like. For the level of basketball that I was playing, like a lot of times, it's just dudes that have never like shot a free throw in their life, and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that, that's when that's when it's like you know, look at you, yeah, you're a nobody, <laughs> and you're trying to say how bad I yeah, am. Losing yeah losing a hundred bucks like, on a multi. A throw and I can like, get a job, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Oh no, I know how I know how you feel. I know how you feel. <laughs>
0: um, and there was, I guess, there was like a bit of backlash when you first did the the bow and arrow last year. Um I for me, I love that kind of shit. Like being an NBA and basketball fan and, and yeah. former player, like dunk on somebody, you know, like big plays d- deserve like a bit of big celebration. So yeah, exactly. like I i loved it. Um even though I mean, I'll forgive you for being a port player I'm a, <laughs> I'm a crows fan myself but that's i love that kind of shit especially from like a first year player which you were at the time
1: yeah. What like
0: one where and this this was a question from um almost everybody that wrote in but i'll, I'll attribute it to rex parsons who i uh, was the first to write in but yep um where did you get the inspiration for for that celebration and and how how would you react to the pe- the people that had a problem with it?
1: Yeah, so yeah, so f- as the first bit, so the first bit is I I got it from uh, Jamal Murray and Reggie Jackson. Yeah. So from so it's a very heavy NBA influence. So I love the NBA. I love watching it. I go for the Rockets.
0: Oh, um, they had a huge win today.
1: They did, and it's it's even better because they did it without Russ. Yeah. So I'm 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 just. I'm very, very hopeful that when Russ comes back, the Rockets are going to cause problems. I hope they cause problems yeah. for other teams in the, when the, when they do get back. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of a heavy in, NBA influence. And I love the NBA. And um, yeah, it came from Jamal Murray and um, Reggie Jackson. So they, they do it. I've seen them do it before. And so I thought, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not be a bit different and bring it to the AFL and make Yeah, that's what I say, loved about
0: yeah. it. I remembered it from J.R. Smith. Yeah,
1: yes, yeah, I Smith's done it as well. Yeah,
0: cuz I I I used to do it like if I hit a big 3, like I'd pull out the yeah. the bow and arrow. So um but on the NBA, yeah, so I'm a fucking crows supporter and a bulls supporter. So my my sports is just an absolute nightmare. You're, yeah, you're moment.
1: you're in a you're in a bit of a bad situation <laughs> yeah.
0: unfortunately. Where would you go to high school?
1: So I grew up um, in country Victoria in um South Gippsland so a small town called Foster so I went to Foster Secondary College okay just there and my mum and dad both taught at the school so they're both teachers and they taught there as well so
0: and how are you liking it in Adelaide
1: yeah I'm loving it um obviously it's it's pretty tough at the minute with COVID-19 you know I'm missing my family and stuff like that but I am enjoying Adelaide a lot did any
0: family come over with you What's that? Sorry. Did any family come over to South Australia with you when you moved? No,
1: no, they couldn't. They they had jobs and stuff that they had to attend to. Um, But last year was really good. I was able to see them probably every, every week, every second week, which was really good last year. Um, when obviously it wasn't COVID, um, around. So it was really good. I got to see them a lot of the, a lot of the year. Um, but this year obviously a bit different, but I am enjoying Adelaide a lot.
0: Yeah. Good. And how, how's COVID affected your practices? Are they the same intensity? Are they the same amount of time?
1: Um, Yeah, it's a a good question because it is obviously another thing that is affected heavily by COVID. So a lot of the time we're training in small groups. Um, We're not allowed to do contact with more than eight or nine people. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can't tackle and practice tackling and hitting bodies and stuff unless we're in small groups of eight or nine. Yeah. Um, And so by doing that, you know, we... It's pretty pretty challenging because we can't do it with the full team, um, and that means that we can't get you know full group, uh, full ground drills and full ground practice with everybody in the team. It just has to be small craft stuff that you know it's while it's still beneficial. It's not giving you a full game like um, you know scenarios etc. So that's a little bit frustrating. And then obviously we can't train as much, um, and also we're playing games, you know, four day breaks and stuff. So. We're training almost not at all, and just trying to recover and get ready for the next game. And especially in that, in that block of twenty six days or whatever it was, of a game on each night, um, that that period was pretty crazy for us. We just basically had to just recover um, and just back up each each time by playing. So it has been quite difficult, and, and you know, team trying to get yourself and get your body off a. Four day break isn't easy, um, and it definitely has a lot of challenges there. But we're able to do it for the most part quite well, and um, hopefully, by by having seven day breaks in this last part of the year, we should be
0: hopefully fresh. Have you have you felt that affect your wind at all?
1: Um, oh, look, I felt I felt like just by myself, my own personal body. I've had quite a few niggles this year. I've done two hamstrings, um, and I've had quite. A, couple of problems with my feet and a couple of problems with my groin and lower ab part. So I had quite a few things kind of going on myself. Um, that's been quite frustrating that I've not usually had. Um, and it's just been a little bit hard to try and deal with some of these things that I'm, you know, niggles and, um, soft tissue injuries, etc. So I've had a few things I've had to try and deal with and that's probably left me feeling a little bit of blow of the wind out of the, out of the sails. So I'm kind of struggling a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm not not playing amazing footy at the minute. Um, pretty frustrating at some times. So uh, it's been it's been very challenging for me personally. But uh, obviously, the team's been playing quite well. But, you know, last week against the Cats, we we didn't really perform that well. But for most part of the year, we've had nine wins um, and three losses. So we've been quite good, obviously, for most of the year.
0: Yeah. And how how did you find your transition into the AFL, like from playing? Um, oh, what what level of footy were you at? Like state was yeah, probably TRC the highest. TSC Cup, yes, yeah, so state league. Yeah, and how was that transition out of there into the AFL for you?
1: Yeah, so it's obviously we, we play under 18s um at TSC Cup. It's very different in Victoria to where South Australia and WA where they can actually play league um sample or waffle. Yeah, um, they can play league and play against men. Whereas Victoria, it's pretty limited to just playing against other eighteen-year-olds. Um, with, with some lucky guys can play a little bit of VFL, but most of the time, you know, people with a good draft chance um, in their top age year and under-18s, they just want to play under-18s so they can play as well as they can. Yeah, um, And get the footy, you know, as many times as they want, et etc. et cetera. So um, I found it really good. I had, We had a good team. Um, just, I played the Gifts and Power, obviously, um, and we had a pretty good team in 2018, and I was lucky enough to be ca- captain of that. Uh, we made the prelim final. We had a pretty successful year. And I think that probably just helped. Um, you know, having some leadership roles and stuff helped me um, get ready for my uh, for my next year. Where I was lucky enough to get picked up by Port. But um, obviously, there's not much you can really get yourself prepared for um, for an AFL preseason. You kind of just have to experience it yourself. They're, they're bloody tough and they're hard work. Um, and some of the hardest things we've had to do have been doing pre-seasons so there's not too much you can get yourself prepared for that but uh, you just have to be ready for it when it comes
0: yeah i did a few um i think it's like alternate talent rule or something so like i, I did like six tryouts for, for different teams and yeah. because it's so much long distance running and i was used to that short distance yeah, so yeah. Like I, I was very fit but not like i had to do a 3k time trial for every team that i went to and i just i was just so fucked at the end of it because that's just not the type of fitness that that i had yeah um and yeah
1: it's very different very different fitness between basketball and footy like there's obviously a general definition of fit yeah uh, and then there's and then there's afl fit and then there's you know it's a very big difference like you know basketball is obviously very sprint and jump heavy and changing direction heavy um I, and it's very different to where you have to be a really good um, long distance runner uh, and just endurance, you know, be able to run at high speeds while still changing direction and getting tackled. at all kinds of stuff like that. Whereas basketball is very explosive and you need massive explosive amounts of um, energy and expenditure. But AFL still has that, but just in lesser amounts compared to compared to basketball. But in terms of just being a normal person and being fit. And being kind of AFL fit, that's obviously you know, there's a massive difference between the two. So,
0: how bad is it being
1: tagged? Um, it's been it's been probably a year or two since probably 2018. So, tag cup and, and juniors and stuff. It's it's not easy. Um, you, you definitely, especially the tag and knows what they knows what they're doing and has a good team plan around that. Like if they if their team you know like part of their game plan is to stop you as a player and not just one tag is doing it, but other guys, are, you know, helping their tagger out by beating you up and, um, you know, pushing you into the ground and shoving you, all kinds of stuff. It it can be pretty, can be a pretty challenging day, but, um, you know, if you, if you're t- mentally tough enough, I think you're able to get through it, but you also need a little bit of help from your teammates by um, making sure they're looking after you and, you know, giving you, Kind of giving you a bit of protection here and there as well, so um, it is tough. But you know, I, was, I think most of the, for the most part, I've been quite good um, getting around tags.
0: I would get so frustrated. I don't know how you guys cope when before the siren, guys start like bumping you and shit. I I get frustrated just watching it, and then yeah. when you get tackled and they push push you into the ground when they get up, I fucking yeah. cannot stand it. I don't I don't know how I feel like um some some of you guys are the most mentally tough athletes because i would i would get up and just want to fire i reckon i fucking yeah, hated yeah. it like um there's in high some, school there's playing definitely
1: some uh, there's definitely some interesting characters and people that we have to deal with that love doing that um i'm i'm not particularly one of them i'm, I'm never going to back down from something like that um but i'm not one to go you know before the bounce and stuff like that and go and smack into them and you know Knock them around, etc. I just want to try and play my own game and just, you know, do what I can to help my team. But um, there are definitely plenty of guys that love, you know, whacking people and punching their arms and, you know, just getting on their nerve. And I think that's, you know, part of, you know, what gets them to play the way they are. But it's definitely not part of my game.
0: Who's, um, if you feel comfortable answering, who's, who's the biggest shit talker in
1: the league? Oh, it's a good one. For me, it's hard to actually tell because when I'm out on my wing, I don't really hear too much yeah. uh, trash talk or anything like that. Unless unless my direct opponents talking to me, I don't really hear much from it myself. Um, so, some people that you want to get uh, a good, um, like a good answer from, uh, for people in our team are Tom Rockliffe and Zach Butters. They're really good at it. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're two ones that from our team, you probably nominate for the shit talker of the year Okay, for, for the AFL. Um, but I don't really know too many others because I'm not really around the like forwards and defenders because they're playing on each other all day. They probably have a lot there that would be, but I don't know because I'm not a forward or a defender, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then obviously there's mids and stuff and I know Tom Rockley is very good at it. Um, and there's definitely probably a few others as well, you know, on other teams and stuff that are really good at it, but I wouldn't know.
0: Living with rock who, uh, for the listeners is, uh, Braden Maynard from the, uh, Collingwood pies is his uncle. So do you, do you get, do you get into a bit of banter with him when, when he's around, which is obviously not often, but
1: yeah, rocket. Yeah. He's a very good man, rock. Yeah. Um, he takes good care of us. Um, and yeah, obviously there's, We have some very, very funny and very, uh, very also interesting chats. Rocket's very good. Um, He does a lot of things about leadership um, and inspiring, uh, inspiring youth. He does um, some really, yeah, really good talks and stuff, and has done talks and stuff in the past about um, road road awareness program um, and about how you know by by he talks to um, teenagers and stuff in high school about the the awareness and stuff that you need to have of. Um, the road and and not being dickheads on the road basically Um, and he's inspired many people and stuff and he has some great great theories and stuff and we love talking about it but he just loves footy yeah i think that's the main thing is rocket um he loves footy i think probably more than i reckon almost anyone i reckon that i've ever known he he loves footy more than anyone so um and he you know he's, he's also coached at the sample and waffle level as well as done some scouting for um, for some, for some AFL clubs as well, so he knows Woody back to back to front, um, and he's obviously a good man to have. Um, when I get home from training and get home, um, just to have him there, he he takes great care of us. But he, yeah, there's definitely some very funny chats we have.
0: Yeah, and what do you what do you like to get into in the off season?
1: So yeah, off season is a is a good one. Usually, uh, I've only had one of them. So yeah. I can only go off I can only go off what I thought or, what I've or found school holidays. <laughs> um I do I I went home for, for a very big part of my off season, so back home to foster. Um throughout the year I probably missed my mates and my family quite a bit. So I spent a lot of time with them. Um just just catching up, having beers and enjoying it with time with my mates and then also with my family, just getting to be with them. Uh, we tried to do a few things here and there with my family and stuff. My brothers and sisters and Mum and Dad were still working quite a bit because it was during the school term for them and that's a pretty busy time. So um, I, I did sneak up to Melbourne a few times. Um, I went to, I came back to Adelaide for best and first and that. But yeah, I just try and enjoy as much as I can. I went for a few hikes down to Wilson's Prom um, and that was really good. Um, but yeah, most of the time I was just trying to meet people, and uh, not meet people, um, catch up with people um, that that yeah, I'd, I'd missed quite a bit throughout the footy year. And so, yeah, it was really good to just get back and see them. And
0: what did you do for your Wacky Wednesday or wh- whatever it is?
1: Our Mad Monday. Mad Monday. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't that big uh, because we had a bit of a, uh, a fractured group because our AFL side had finished for the year in Round 23 and our sample side was... Um, sitting top of the ladder or second on the ladder. Oh, okay. And they went deep. They went de- They played in the sample grand finals. So um, it was a little bit fractured. We didn't have everyone there, unfortunately. But um, still, a bit of a silly Sunday. It was pretty good fun, and a bit of a mad Monday where we went to a pub and just had quite a bit to drink. And it was it was very good fun there. But, Did you have yeah, to dress up? It, was, it would have been better with the whole group, but um, yeah. unfortunately, we didn't have that.
0: Did you have to dress up for that?
1: Um, it was a shoot kit. I mean, think just okay. had to wear a shit kit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, nice one.
0: And you didn't take you didn't take any like uh, overseas trips or anything when the season. No, passed? I didn't.
1: I di- un- unfortunately I didn't. I was I was thinking about it, but again, it was when a lot of my mates played in the in the Magpies in the sample. Yeah, right. Um, and they finished um, halfway through my off season, and that's uh, because we finished at round twenty three, and they were still playing for quite a bit longer. Yeah. Um, it was pretty it was pretty bad timing. So. When all of those boys went away to Bali, which is their off season, which is the, you know their their bit of an end of season trip, I was just starting to um, start training again and get ready for for the next pre season and stuff. So I didn't really want to impact on um, my next season and cetera. So I, I didn't end up going to Bali, but it is definitely somewhere I want to, uh want to go for an off season trip. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, I
0: couldn't go. So and what are you doing? to recharge in between games um obviously teams you, you see them on the news quite a bit going into the into the water at the beach and stuff but that's probably not really appropriate given the circumstances at the <laughs> moment so what what are you guys doing for your recovery um in terms of ice baths and and all that and then you met on the mental health side like how are you how are you winding down and preparing for the next week or next you know four days
1: yeah, so it's a good question. Um, you, you said a bit of it already, some ice bars and stuff. Um, and then we also, sorry, I just had a, a call come through. Yeah, right. um, we had an ice bath and stuff like that. Um, and then we've also had um, quite a bit of mental visualization to help us um, and mindfulness, so stuff to help our mental our mental health as well. So that's always been part of, ever since I've been in the club, it's been part of uh, what we do yep. each week. Um, but we did, yeah. Lots of ice bars, lots of um, recovery boots. So there's, there's there's these compression boots that we wear, and they blow air up in them and like get get your blood flowing and all kinds of, and put the pressure up in your blood vein, uh, blood vessels and all that kind of stuff. And they're pretty they're pretty good to wear as well. They help your recovery and um, obviously just trying to eat and sleep well. I think that's a big part of it as well. Um, just eating well and getting a good night's sleep is big big help for us. So. Do you that's do
0: a bit of your own cooking?
1: I do a little bit of my own cooking. I'm I'm not amazing. I, I can cook stuff here and there. I'm not too bad at pasta, and I'm not too bad at steak either. So um, I can I can look after myself, um, and yeah, you know, I can follow a basic recipe and get get what I need to be um, get what I need to be done. But yeah, it sounds better than um, what yeah, my missus can do, so that's alright.
0: Was that sorry? I said sounds better than what my missus can do, so that's
1: alright. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, that's basically, yeah, I'm very basic, but I can follow a recipe and, you know, I can look after myself.
0: What would you be doing if you weren't playing footy?
1: Uh, a good question. Um, if the, the answer would be if, if I could be some, if I could be something else, if I was good enough, I'd like to be an actor or an NBA player, but, oh, yeah. um, what I, what I would be doing if I wasn't playing footy in my own life right now, probably would just be doing uni, um. And, and be back home probably in, in Melbourne or um in Foster, so um that'll be probably something I'd do. But I'll also be tr- probably try to still get drafted. I think I'd probably try and play as high level footy as I can.
0: Yeah. So, have you ever done any acting?
1: Yeah. So my, I did dance um, and acting for most of my, my most of my life. Um, growing up, my mum's a dance teacher, so. Um, she had a dance school okay and i did a lot of i think i did dance for 16 years what, so what,
0: what kind of dance are we talking
1: uh kind of pretty much everything so jazz tap ballet contemporary hip-hop yeah yeah a bit of everything so um yeah i've done it for a long time um i've kind of lost it i've lost a bit of it now um and you know i'm i it would take me a while to pick it up again i reckon just just because I think when you when you don't do it for a while, you lose a step. Um, but yeah, it's obviously I I did enjoy it quite a lot, um, and it was a massive part of my life for for a long yeah yeah for a long time.
0: So right, did they, did did anyone at the club make you uh do do a little uh, production as a icebreaker when you had your yeah yeah
1: when, when we I last so in my first <coughs> season up on the camp at Noosa in our first pre-season, they made all the first year guys do a bit of a, do a bit of a present, uh, you know, yeah, a bit of a show and yeah, that uh, a little bit of it came out then. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a little bit funny. I think a few boys found it pretty funny, which is good. So
0: it's probably, it probably, um, it probably helps with your footy to an extent, I mean, I know they say like ballet is really athletic. Um, yeah, and obviously yeah. they're they're super flexible as well. Well most dancers are, but um that's what they used to say. I think they used to say something about basketball, which was like like aerial ballet or something like that.
1: It is you could probably cast um yeah, basketball as a bit of aerial ballet with all the uh jumping and landing and all kinds of stuff, you know, pivots and everything. But uh, yeah, ballet obviously you need to be pretty flexible and um as a, as a boy for a footballer I'm quite flexible but in terms of a, a, a dancer, I'm not very flexible. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, those those guys are just they're, – they're a different level of flexible. Oh, yeah, exactly.
1: They're, they're the pieces of rubber. They can bend and, bend and snap in any other way. Whereas, you know, as footballers, you need to have lots of muscle definition. I reckon I reckon the more muscle you have, the harder it is for you to uh, to, to stay um, – uh, to be – no, oh, hang on. Sorry, the more muscle you have, the harder it is, I reckon, to be flexible. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Now you you look like you've put on a bit of weight since last year. Yeah. Um. How much have you put on, and what what did you do over the off season to to bulk up?
1: Yeah. So since I got drafted, I was seventy two kilos, and I'm about eighty one now. Yeah. I put on about nine kilos um, since I've been drafted. Um. And yeah, obviously it's it's pretty big. You, I had make sure I hit the gym. Um, three to four times a week. Um, in preseason and in both preseasons, and they're pretty they're pretty uh strenuous gym sessions. Um, three times, three to four times a week. Um, and yeah, obviously I'm trying to eat and have as much protein powder and and just eat as much as I can. Um, especially in preseason, that's where you want to be putting on the most. But um, most of the most of the season is just about maintaining maintaining your weight and your body. So, um. Have you they found were, it yeah helpful? they've been pretty difficult sometimes but um yeah that's just what we have to do
0: yeah did you find that the weight gain has helped your football performance
1: um i feel like i feel like it obviously has um the, the heavier you are the, the more you can use your strength and, and all that kind of stuff to your advantage but at the same time you always still have to maintain your good running ability and yeah. that's that's you know hard to do when you also put on weight but um, yeah, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. I think you'd I, have to. Yeah.
0: Did, did you have any of these like niggles, uh, last year at all?
1: I had a really small hamstring in the preseason in my first preseason when I got to the club. Um, but basically apart from that, I've been pretty injury free and I've been quite lucky. I've never had any soft tissue injury until I got to the club. So, yeah. um, you know, obviously we're trying a hell of a lot harder than we do. Um, and obviously, it's a full time job, so that's probably why. Um, yeah. and just doing it every day—that's probably you, has something to do with it. But yeah,
0: were you having them before the the change in the schedule?
1: Um, no, oh, I had. A, sorry, and I have a, another. I've done a quad, a small quad as well. Yeah, nothing too bad. I've done a small quad in this preseason. Just just gone. Um, but it was it was nothing compared to what I what I did after the restart. And I think a big part of what can be you know related to why I did my two hamstrings was a big time of break, um, and then heading straight back into the games after only three weeks of preseason or yep. a restart yep. preseason. I think that's what my physios and doctors said, probably was was part of the reason why I did them. But yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, just talking like you know, bro science with my friends like. That's the that was what we were thinking while the break was happening. We were like how many injuries are we going to see? Yeah. Um, how many more hamstrings and like ACLs are there going to be? But Yeah. I mean it's all it's all relative, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean I think it, many clubs are probably in the same boat with what happened. Um you know, I, I, I think there's been quite a lot of uh hamstrings and soft tissue injuries uh, as well as the syndesmosis one. I think that's been quite prevalent this year as well. What's that? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know what synovitis is. I've just seen <laughs> it come up on lots of injury reports, but the the people I've heard that's been said that there's a lot more of them than usual. And I think that's probably attributed to the to the break as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And do you do you guys,
0: <laughs> or do you personally have a charity that you support?
1: Uh, myself or as a club, as a team. Uh both. Um, as a, uh, by myself, I don't have one. That I support individually, but we did some um, early work throughout the year uh, in pre season for Ronald McDonald House. Yep. Um, as a young group for Port Adelaide, the first to four year group did a lot of work in trying to raise as much money as we could um, by by our own um, our own selves to um, raise as much money as we could for Ronald McDonald House, and we were able to get about ten grand uh, raised for them, and uh, we're able wow. to put, a, I think quite a few different families in the Ronald McDonald house um, and look after the kids and the families in that house. So we did, we did a pretty good job and hopefully we can continue to keep doing something like that uh, for, the, for the years to come as well.
0: How many uh, like weekly media or like promo appearances do you have to do? You uh, know, in a, in a more normal situation. than In a more
1: normal situation. Yeah. Um, it, it can be, um, sorry, another call just came through then. right? Um, it can be, I don't know. It, it does. It does change. It, it it almost is performance kind of based. Like yeah. if you're playing quite well, people are always wanting to talk to you. If you're not playing so well, then you're not going to get too much. But um, it yeah, it is. It is quite performance based. I I, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite performance based.
0: Yeah. Right. Because in the in the NBL, I remember it was always like scheduled. So like yeah. it would be like. Every probably two days would be three three different guys going off to do a clinic or yeah. um like yeah, some, some charity event, Ronald McDonald yeah. House or whatever yeah, it may that's, be. That's so. That's
1: different. Yeah. So with clinics and stuff, we always have the whole team takes part in different clinics and um and all kinds of stuff like that. But for actual media commitments, it's more yeah, that the ones guys who are playing well or, or the bigger the big dogs of the club. Yeah.
0: Yep. And um who who would be the life of the locker room?
1: Um, yeah, it's a good one. I reckon Sam Hayes, one of my best mates, Is definitely got a bit of a great, uh, greater presence around him. Yeah. Um, who else would be a good one? Life of the locker room. It's hard at the minute because I haven't, I haven't seen, you don't spend that much time yeah. with the team on training days, etc. cetera, but um, Charlie Dixon's always very funny to have around. Um, Pete Laddams as well is probably one that uh that definitely can can light up a, a full room of people so yeah.
0: yeah yeah nice one well i'll uh i'll let you go we have going for about 40 minutes here but um good luck for the rest of the season you guys have been playing playing real well so far so i uh, hope you guys can keep it up and at least um one of these adelaide sides can do a bit of damage leading into finals
1: <laughs> thanks very much mate um it's been a pleasure to come on but um, yeah, I, I don't think the Adelaide Crows will be the one. <laughs> no, the oh, before you go, support. do you
0: do you have because you play for Port? Have you do you have a bit of hate in your heart for the Crows now? Like just just from being being with the power? Uh,
1: I suppose like it's it's a very um, in short answer yes, but yeah. that's I don't I don't obviously I'm I'm told to hate them. Yeah, um, and that's just what our fans and. Yeah, you know, that's what Adelaide's told the same thing. They're told to hate us, and yeah. we're told to hate them. And it's all part. It's all part of the show, really. But um, there's some good guys from Adelaide Footy Club, like you know, obviously there's good blokes. But when we're on the footy field, it's obviously a different story. Um, we're gonna fiercely compete for that entire that entire game, and then you know, shake hands. Everything's fine afterwards. But um, for that time that we're out there, um, yeah, no one's your friend.
0: Yeah, are there any are there any other showdowns for the rest of the year?
1: no I think no. we only play every
0: team once this year unfortunately. okay alright well yeah I'll let you go and once once you're in the off season we can do a bit of a chill mode and your your media guy will let you let you off the leash let yeah. loose yeah exactly We can, uh, little bit. yeah have a few be beers nice. and um yeah get active
1: exactly right thanks very much for having me on it's been a pleasure no
0: worries thanks for your time dude
1: no worries mate thank you have a good one
0: Thanks for listening guys. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Um is an absolute legend and um yeah, I'm looking forward to having him back on again once all of this bullshit's over, the season's over and he's he's allowed in here and we can um we can really start start to have a, have a real big chat. That, that to me sounded like a real media interview. I feel like I could have done a bit better there, but, um, you know, it's been, it's been a while. It's been a while since I um, talked to somebody that, um, you know, has, has things like, you know, when you're in a football team or a sports team, you go through a bit of media training and there's, you know, you have to be proper a little bit. And I haven't talked to someone like that for a while. I'm usually, I'm talking to comedians and, you know, people people have no problem like doing a fart into a microphone and shit like that. So um, uh, I'll get better with that. I've got some work to do, some practice to do. Um, but I still had fun. He's a great kid. And, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to having him back. But you guys do what you got to do. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Tell one friend and tell that friend to tell one friend, and just do that, pass it on, let's build this baby, you feel me, all right, Uh, apart from that man, uh, you know what else to do, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, wherever it is, we're there, welcome to the potty, at welcome to the potty, look up welcome to the potty, you will find us, um, and remember, welcome to the potty.com slash store for your beautiful butter soft. Dude, these, you know about these t-shirts, dude. They they get their feelings hurt, dude. That's, they are so soft. So soft. Buy one. All right. And if you've got a coffee machine and you need some beans to grind up, uh, make sure you go to welcome to the potty.com slash store and get yourself some bung bung beans. These shits are premium. Believe me. Believe me. We've just Uh, sent our first shipment out to the United States of America. We're worldwide. We are worldwide, man. Anyway, you know what it is. I love you guys. Remember to love yourselves. This is Welcome to the Party. And as always, bang bang. Baby, welcome to Baby, welcome to welcome to